Well, hello, hello again. Welcome in and good morning to Husker Hurry Up, your guide to news analysis and other tidbits as we get you caught up and prepared for everything that's going on around Nebraska Athletic, produced by Inside Nebraska. I am your host, Jeff Ekstrom, staff writer for Inside Nebraska. I'm glad you were able to join me for another edition of Husker Hurry Up. Plenty to discuss today on today's shows. Plenty of news happening over the past few days regarding both Nebraska athletics and at large. But before we get into it, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Nebraska Rivals and at Inside Nebraska on YouTube. And as always, all of our written content by our insightful and creative staff is at Nebraska.Rivals.com. But we got plenty to get into today. So grab your coffee and let's get going. News rippled through the Nebraska baseball program on Tuesday as the head coach Will Bolt announced that pitching coach Jeff Christie and the Huskers mutually agreed to part ways. After four seasons together, Christie served as the pitching coach through all four seasons. And this comes after a 33-23-1 season. The Huskers finished third in pitching team ERA, um, but inconsistency really plagued the Huskers this season. They both had a pitching staff and offense that had the ability to be one of the top units in the Big Ten and, to be quite honest, possibly a top 30 unit in the country, but inconsistency through midweek games, just that really cratered uh, the Huskers' chances of making the NSA tournament run. They made a decent run of the Big Ten tournament, falling to number one seed and eventual conference champion Maryland in the Big Ten semifinals, but it did not come to pass, and this is the result. Uh, Christie, uh, long history with the Huskers, played for the Huskers for two seasons back in 05 and 06, was a catcher. He also uh, coached the catchers while under head coach Will Bolt and caught a school record 64 games as a junior in 2005. So he has a deep history uh, with Nebraska. And, I mean, it's not like this comes off the heels of a bad season. The Husker pitchers have been a top three unit the past three years, including uh, second place in 2021 when the Huskers reached that Fayetteville Regional 3.81 ERA. It's really hard to judge this firing. I mean, at the end of the season, you had a feeling that one of the coaches under Bolt had to go. But it's not like Christie did a bad job here. He developed a lot of arms that went on to the MLB, including a few even recently. Ace Emmett Olsen is going to get drafted next month. Kate Povich is just storming through the minors right now. So there's plenty, plenty of guys to point to that's had success under Christie. But after the season ended, you had a feeling that one of the assistants had to go, and Christie ended up being the odd man out. And But... Truth be told, he did a good job while here at Nebraska, but for a program that aims to make a regional every season, Bolt felt like he needed to make a change, and he felt like the pitching staff was one where he thought he'd get improvement from, and there is an in-house candidate that probably will get the first look that is not confirmed, but he will certainly be in the mix, and that would be Rob Childress, the former mentor of Will Bolt, as he currently serves as the Director of Player Development a role he's been in since July 2021, and he has vast experience in the college baseball world. He was head coach 
for Texas A&M for uh, more than a decade and a half and led uh, the Aggies to a school record 13 consecutive NCAA tournament trips and a pair of appearances in the College World Series. We will certainly hear more over the next couple of days as Bolt continues and narrows down his Search, but that news should be coming here next week or two because they really need a pitching coach on staff. Recruiting season is in full swing. Plenty of guys in the transfer portal and just recruiting in general. Huskers looking to come off uh, and bring in another good recruiting class after grabbing a top 25 one just a year ago. In other baseball news, just hours after the announcement that Christie departed the program. The Huskers added right-handed pitcher Bobby Olsen from the transfer portal. Olsen, a transfer from Brown University in the Ivy League, is the first known transfer addition of the 2023 offseason for the Huskers. And he could be a big part in the revamped pitching staff that's projected to lose its two top starters from this last year with Emmett Olsen and Jace Kaminska both in the mix to get drafted next month. Olsen has been a Swiss army knife over the last couple of seasons for Brown. He, this last year, he recorded a 4.44 ERA in 12 appearances with six starts over 46.2 innings. Those were improved marks from his 2022 season when he recorded a 5.83 ERA in 13 appearances, including 10 starts. Olsen has two years of eligibility after spending the first three at round, and he will certainly make his case to be in the weekend rotation uh, when those decisions are to be made in the fall and building up to the spring. And fun fact, if Olsen does become a weekend starter, it would be the fourth straight offseason that the Huskers have grabbed um, a weekend arm out of the transfer portal. He would follow Chance Roach out of the 2022 transfer cycle, um, Dawson McCarville during 2021, and in this last uh, year, that would be Jace Kaminska. Now we turn to the debut of a weekly segment here on Husker Hurry Up. We are, and this will be a podcast exclusive uh, for the Husker Hurry Up, and that will be the recruiting corner with senior recruiting analyst Greg Smith of Inside Nebraska. Greg was a busy man over the weekend as Matt Rule hosted his first batch of official visitors, nine of them, in fact, and Greg spoke with most of them, and he had some thoughts following uh, that big weekend. And now, here's Greg. Hey guys, Greg Smith here with this week's edition of the Recruiting Corner. It was a busy weekend for Nebraska football recruiting as Matt Rule hosted his first ever uh, official visit weekend here at Nebraska, and it was a big one. Uh, the team had multiple official visitors on campus, but that wasn't the biggest news that was happening over the weekend, at least not right away. Um, the big news was is that Willis McGahee, the three-star defensive end slash outside linebacker, Jack, potential Jack linebacker out of Miami, Florida, uh, turned up on an official visit at UCF. People were a little concerned about that. He had kind of the internet or Huskers Twitter, at least, uh, up in a tizzy about that with rumors swirling about what was happening there. Uh, so I reached out to McGahee to kind of get his take on what was going on with that visit. And he told me, quote, before I committed to Nebraska, I gave my word to Coach Ingram down at UCF that I would take an OV to UCF regardless of what happened. 
I wanted to honor my word to coach. He's one of my favorite coaches in the country. Before I committed to Nebraska, I told Coach Rule and the staff that I was going to continue to communicate with UCF and take an OV. Coach Rule not only said that he was fine with it, but encouraged me to visit wherever school I thought I might like. He told me that he wants not only the best of the best, but the best that truly want to be a Cornhusker, end quote. I thought that was a pretty mature response for a kid heading into a senior year down in Florida. Um, I like the fact that Matt Rule kind of has that stance for his commitments. It's different than what you've seen at other places. We'll see whether or not that continues in the future. But in case you were wondering what McGahee thought uh, coming out of the weekend, he was doing some peer recruiting on social media uh, to guys that he knew that were down on or that were out of Nebraska's campus for official visits this weekend. So I think that that commitment is pretty safe. One of the other big themes from the weekend, though, from the official visitors, um, and Jeff did a great job of kind of breaking down some of the things that happened this weekend, but one thing that really stood out to me was all of the talk about Matt Rule. I thought that one of the things, one of the quotes that really encapsulated what the kids and parents felt about Matt Rule this weekend actually came from Texas defensive back. He's 6'2", 175, Dante Carter, who said this about Matt Rule. He said, quote, I mean, I didn't really have any questions for Coach Rule because I did my research before I went up there, but it was really good getting to know his personality, listening to him talk and his expectations, just everything that he's got going on up there. He's building that program. They are looking to win a championship. I thought that that was a really big theme that we saw throughout the weekend. It was both Matt Rule and this staff getting a chance to really show people the family atmosphere and the family feel that is in place right now in Lincoln, but also showing that competitive side that Nebraska has no plans on this being a long build, and they do plan on winning, um, and hopefully sooner rather than later under Matt Rule. And another big news item that happened kind of early this week was Creighton Prep tight end for the 2024 class. Michael Burt has had a wild night um, on Monday night as he picked up four Big Ten offers um, in the span of one evening as he picked up an offer from Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Illinois. Um, they all came kind of back to back to back to back. Um, if you go over and check out on InsideNebraska.com, our staff writer Steve Mark has a great write-up um, with Burt as he talked to him in depth about what that wild night was like but I'm sure that you'll be hearing a lot more from the Creighton Prep star um, who did catch just 11 passes for 187 yards and one touchdown last season but that doesn't show the type of athleticism that he has that he's obviously displayed uh, this spring and he'll continue to display as I think that this is just the start for him um, here in the region as you're going to see him get to some camps maybe and continue to blow up. Thanks, Greg. Always appreciate the analysis. That is Greg Smith, senior recruiting analyst for Inside Nebraska. But as we move on to our next piece on the agenda, um, and that will be regarding Frank Solich. The former Husker head coach was named to the College Football Hall of Fame ballot for the second straight year. He is just one of nine former FBS coaches to be nominated, and Solich certainly has a good resume to back up his nomination. He owns a 173-101 record, which equates out to a 631 winning percentage over 21 seasons, splitting his time between Nebraska and and Ohio. Solich was a two-time Big 12 Coach of the Year with the Huskers while leading NU to the 2001 BCS National Title Game, where they would ultimately lose to Miami. He then moved on to Ohio uh, after he was fired after the 2003 season, and he ended up the winningest coach in MAC history. 115 wins, 12 straight non-losing seasons, four conference crowns, and 11 
multiple appearances. Quite a career for Frank Solich. And just recently, the new locker room being built here in Nebraska is going to be named after Solich. That was announced earlier this football season. But he is not the only Nebraska native to be under consideration for the Hall of Fame as he is joined by former UNK coach Alan Zickman, who led the Lopers to 11 conference titles. And this was back um, in the 50s and 60s. Nine of his players were being named NAIA All-Americans with 67 of his players getting all-conference honors. He is already a member of the NAIA Hall of Fame. Some more news on the football front. Late Tuesday night, the Nebraska football Instagram page released a graphic uh, naming the 10. Uh, Nothing more has come out about this, but the graphic included 10 players in it um, and labeled them as the 10 with a caption that read, The Essence of Self-Discipline, Self-Respect, and the Relentless Pursuit of Improvement. It's assumed that these 10 will be able to choose their jersey numbers once we get into fall camp. Uh, Matt Rule outlines uh, during the spring that he doesn't, he only allows certain players to have their jersey numbers be 10 or below. That's something that he's used since his days at Temple, and this is the first iteration of it um, here at Nebraska. The 10, the 10 players that were shown was Florida transfer chief Borders, John Bullock, Blaze Gunnerson, Malcolm Hartzog, Cooper Hausman, Nash Hutmacher, Ethan Piper, Grant Taggy, Camden Wentucky, and, so very surprisingly, freshman Cameron Lenhart, who had a breakout performance in the spring game just a couple of months ago. Let's get wrap up. Another edition of Husker Hurry Up. Second one this week. We're going to be back on Friday with plenty of more updates on Nebraska athletics. But before we go, as always, we wrap it up with our Inside Nebraska Spotlight. And we have some good stuff out right now that you can go check out. Lead football writer Steve Marek teamed up with former Husker linebacker Jay Foreman for another edition of Black Shirt Breakdown. You can find that on YouTube at Inside Nebraska. And on this episode, they decided to take a look at 2024 commit Keelan Smith labeled as an athlete. He is in that 2024 class for the Husk. Steve also had a chance to talk to in-state prospect in Creighton Preps Michael Burt. He's listed as a tight end. He had a crazy 48-hour recruiting flurry that ended with some impressive offers. You can go check that out on Inside Nebraska at NebraskaRivals.com. And also, following Matt Rule's first official visit, senior recruiting analyst Greg Smith, we've already heard from him today, but he teamed up with our digital producer and staff writer Jansen Coburn on the latest Recruiting Blitz podcast to give their thoughts and biggest takeaways from the first OV of the Matt Rule era. Make sure to go check that out at YouTube, once again, at Inside Nebraska, or you can find it at nebraska.rivals.com. And make sure to keep an eye out on uh, Zach Carpenter, our fearless leader and publisher. He releases his weekly mailbag always on Fridays, and that is going to be no difference uh, on Friday when he releases his latest mailbag as he recaps and talks about his first year on the Nebraska beat. Yes, it has been that long already, and the surprises he found and even touches upon the fan base too. So make sure to go check that out. That will be releasing first thing on Friday morning, along with another episode of Husker Area. But for today's edition, Wednesday, June 7th, I have been your host, Jeff Exum. Thank you so much for joining me 
You can find us at nebraska.rivals.com for all of our written content, podcasts, forum posts, everything you want is at nebraska.rivals.com. But you can also follow us on Twitter at Nebraska Rivals. And of course, we are very busy uploading everything on to our YouTube page at Inside Nebraska. Thank you so much, everyone, and we will talk to you on Friday.